0: Hello, and welcome to another American Road podcast, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. I'm Foster Brown, your host. Over 50 years ago, a man named Wally Bronner, the son of German immigrants, bucked family tradition and opened a Christmas store that has become a holiday landmark. In this edition of the American Road Trip Talk, you'll meet Wayne Bronner, the founder's son and learn how Wally's dream grew into a Christmas wonderland the size of nearly two football fields. This podcast is brought to you by the city of Vandalia, Illinois. They invite you to join them for the Lincoln Remembered Weekend, this February the 11th and 12th. The two days will include the reading of Lincoln's farewell address, a Lincoln victory ball complete with period costumes and music, an open house at the National Road Interpretive Center, a lecture by a noted Lincoln scholar, and a roll call of the Fayette County Civil War veterans. If you're a Civil War buff or a fan of Abraham Lincoln, you will want to make plans to be in Vandalia, Illinois, February 11th and 12th for the time of your life. As part of scouring this country for the holiday road, we came across a place where Christmas happens 365 days a year, uh, roughly that is, and that's Bronner's Wonderland. It is located in Frankenmuth, Michigan, which is about an hour and a half north of the city of Detroit, Michigan, in southeast Michigan, the world's largest Christmas store. It's been called. and It's uh, along M83 in Frankenmuth, Michigan. I'm delighted to have with me right now the son of the founder of Bronner's Wonderland, and that is Mr. Wayne Bronner. Wayne, thank you so much for being with us on the American Road.
1: Well, pleasure to be with you, Foster.
0: Wayne, the history of, of Bronner's goes back to just after the end of World War II with your dad, Wally. What was his vision? And creating this store to sell Christmas items year round
1: you might find this quite interesting because my father Wally never had any idea that he would uh, once at one time own the world's largest Christmas store his parents uh, in in European tradition here of course were from Germany originally his parents were were in the uh, masonry business as were his grandparents and so on and so forth that so they did a lot of building and I'm sure that my grandfather expected that his young son Wally would take off that wasn't for Wally he always had an artistic inclination so he He started out actually as a sign painter and a window trimmer. Of course, this goes back to the days when uh, the stores would do a lot of work displaying in their windows. This was the green shopping mall era. And they would want somebody to put in a Christmas display and a Valentine's display and an Easter display and so forth. So Wally did a lot of that kind of work. And he was one time doing... Uh, work in, in the town of Bay City, about 20 miles north of here. Mm-hmm. And people came in from the village of Clare, which is in Michigan also, and they asked the proprietor of the store Wally was working in if they had any Christmas decorations for sale. Their answer was no, but why don't you talk to that window trimmer out there, and that was young Wally at the time, and he <laughs> Christmas panels, which they then hung on their streets, and those were so well re- well received that uh, that was the the transformation from the sign painting business into the christmas decor business so he started with with panels and uh, it was more for cities and so forth that were decorated mm. gradually made the transition into decor for the home and once he made that turn, and the rest was history. And he built it up just a little bit at a time. Started out in his grandfather's basement painting signs, and it's evolved <laughs> the time into the world's largest Christmas store.
0: Oh, and 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 it's an enormous, folks. If you see this place, and I hope you do get a chance to see it, it is an extraordinary outside as it is inside. Uh, it's not just a huge store where you sell all kinds of different types of Christmas decorations, but it's also outside as a huge uh, display year-round of Christmas things. So let let's. Start on the inside, Wayne. What are the kind of things people will find when they come into the store? What are some of the highlights there?
1: Well, somebody somebody walks in the store, they're going to be greeted by a dazzling display of Christmas decorations. We have over fifty thousand different items that we sell items from around the world, and Wally would always say to see the store, you need to walk around twice, once to see things on the lower level and another, things to, another time to see things up on the upper level. There are all kinds of displays. There are animated elves and fiberglass Santas, everything from uh, $2.99 ornaments all the way up to a 17-foot high fiberglass Santa that might be appropriate for decorating a shopping mall or a downtown, some sure. downtown on a plaza. So a lot of different things, but uh, the good news is that everything is very affordable, about two-thirds of our items sell for under $10. Very, very reasonable.
0: Do you have any of the, the special handcrafted kind of Christmas items as well?
1: That we do. We have everything from mass-produced items down to items that are hand-blown, hand-painted. Mm-hmm. Of course, the price varies depending on what you select, but of we course, try to have yeah. in amongst our 50,000 things something for everybody.
0: Now, I noticed, by the way, uh, in the article we talk about the fact that uh, there's a Bronner's Program Center within the store itself where I believe you folks have access. As a matter of fact, back in the early eighties, I interviewed your dad at that time, and was a delightful interview. And I think Pat Boone was coming into town at that time, and it was going to be there. What are the kind of things that go on in the in the program center?
1: Well, we had, in the program center we put on presentations. A lot of times we'll have demonstrations uh, from people who produce products. So we've had glass blowers in there, as you mentioned. Pat Boone was in there one time. We had the Lennon sisters in there, celebrities who might be traveling around on different circuits and uh, like to stop into our store. So we've had quite a quite a few distinguished people coming through here. Now what we do with is we show three different videos. One is a story of Bronner's, and it covers the origin of Bronner's in uh, 18 minutes, the version that I just told you in two or three minutes. <laughs> Another one. Uh, a video that uh, we knew Wally wasn't going to live forever, so we, uh, about uh, 10 years ago, decided to do a video about his life story. Uh, oh, wonderful. That, that people would wonder after he had passed on. He's been in heaven since April 1st, 2008 here. Yep. But they would wonder, uh, who was this man that started this store? So we were so thankful that we put that one together. And then we have another video that we show, which is the story of Silent Night Chapel. And that was always something that was very dear to Wally's heart. in mm. saw Austria, on one of his European visits when he was on a buying trip, and uh, always had the idea that he would like to get permission from the Austrian government to build a replica over here in Frankenmuth.
0: That is a perfect segue to take us outside to the, the grounds that you're on there, and let's start with that focal point of the Silent Night Chapel, and maybe tell a little bit of the story of the construction of that, because it's a remarkable sure. building.
1: Well, just to elaborate a little bit, there there is a Silent Night Memorial Chapel over in Oberndorf, Austria, and that was built on the site where the original church was, where Silent Night was sung for the very first time back in 1880, and it's since uh, become the world's most popular Christmas carol, Christmas hymn. And Wally saw this chapel during one of his visits and was always inspired, he said if the good Lord ever blesses us to the point where we have the resources to do it, he'd like to build a chapel out there as a special thanks to give tribute to what the real meaning of Christmas is. And Thanks to the Lord for blessing us for all the successes that we've had. So there's a there's a parcel down on the south end of our property mm-hmm. where the road forms a Y. It's a key piece of property. We've had offers from McDonald's and gas stations and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, 7-Elevens, to buy that. <laughs> but Wally always wanted to keep that. He knew that was a special place, and yes. that was dedicated for the Silent Night Chapel. So we worked it out. Wally was very fluent German, so he was able to negotiate an agreement ah. with the Oberdorf Austrian government. And they allowed us to build a replica, and uh, we promote their chapel, and they promote ours.
0: And then you have other displays all over the property as well, which leads me to a kind of a sad story recently. In uh, Christmas, or just, I understand, a little after Christmas 2010, there was some pretty serious vandalism that occurred on the property.
1: That's true. It was quite shocking. Actually, I received a call from my brother-in-law, and he came in at eight o'clock on Christmas morning, and to the sad discovery that about 50 of our figurines had been smashed and toppled over, and some of them were just utterly destroyed. Uh, and it covered a range from about 300 yards uh, during the, uh, across the length of our property. So that was real tragic that somebody would do that on Christmas Eve. The, uh we put a reward out, and of course uh somebody doesn't do something like that without blabbing about it and There were informants that turned in the culprits and they were promptly taken down to jail and When I found out that they had been apprehended, the police called me up and gave me the news. I made an announcement over the public address system. We were very busy at that time this was about three four days after christmas and the 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 uh the shoppers in our store had a round of applause.
0: Were the things that were irreplaceable?
1: Well, some of them aren't made anymore, but we have some quite skilled uh, uh, fiberglass artisans, so they're they're recasting them. I guess the nearest thing to describe it would be a, a bump and dent body shop, so if you have a <laughs> wrinkle in your fender, somebody's out there fixing it up and putting the right coat of paint on there to get them looking good again. So In short order, we'll have everything up, but uh, that didn't detract from the display because out of the 50 that they damaged, we probably had uh, four or 500 more out
0: there. Oh, yes, yes. Shortly after I was, I drove by there and I to be honest with you, couldn't find the places that have been damaged, which is a tribute to your folks cleaning up. But I, <laughs> but I am glad that the culprits were caught. Uh, Wayne Bronner is our uh, our guest here, and he's the uh, son of the founder of, of Bronner's Wonderland in Frankenmuth, Michigan. I, maybe just as a last question, I, uh, what is the future for you as you look on, Wayne? You've been working there for many years. You, you are, your family, It was all part of your family. Do you ever dream of doing Something else, or?
1: Oh, never! No, we love it. We love it. That's uh, we have our family completely involved. My wife's involved. My, I have uh, two sisters, and they're involved. This is my spouse. And in fact, if you call the store on Monday, my mother, who's 83 years old, Irene, her name is, will answer the phone. So oh she goodness. just loves working here, and it's a delight to have her.
0: Is there anything we can ex- yeah, look for in the future at Bronner's?
1: Hey, it's going to always, always be bigger and better. We've had a long <laughs> history of uh, positive growth. And, uh, the customers seem to enjoy, our visitors are a delight. They seem to enjoy everything that we offer here. So we think we're on the right path. We have, uh, huge retail stores. You mentioned Bronner's Christmas Wonderland, the world's largest Christmas store. About 2 million visitors come through our doors My each year. Goodness. And that we mail 4 million catalogs out across the United States each year. So that leads us to the point where we have now, we had at the peak season last year about 680 people on the team.
0: My goodness, that is incredible! And then you have a very rich website as well, Bronners.com, that people yes, can visit. Yes, right,
1: and there are about three or four different, three or four thousand different articles that we have our select choice that are available on our website, www.bronners.com.
0: I want to thank you very much, Wayne, for being with me, and uh, just again salute the work that the Bronner family has done in creating this. And it looks like. Wally's legacy is going to endure. And one of your uh, um, publicity persons put it kind of succinctly, and it's at the end of our article that says, if you can't find it here, it probably doesn't exist if it has to do with Christmas.
1: <laughs> All right, Danny, If you if you tell us what you're looking for, we'll have it made. How about that?
0: <laughs> ah, that's even better. Wayne, thank you so much for being with us here on the American Road.
1: it been my pleasure.
0: This American Road Trip Talk has been brought to you by the city of Vandalia, Illinois which proudly invites you to the Lincoln Remembered Weekend, February the 11th and 12th, for historic speeches, a Lincoln victory ball complete with period costumes and music, historic presentations on Abraham Lincoln, and much more. Make your plans now, and for more information, call 618-283-1152. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me here again soon as we travel more of the American Road and get to know the fascinating people we meet along the way. Don't forget to visit our website at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for our most recent issue, blogs, travel tips, special deals, and so much more. Or find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest American Road news. For the American Road Magazine, I'm Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.